Welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, weekly doses of language learning tips and motivation to help you become fluent in any language. With me, Ollie Richards. Hello. Hello. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast. Right, we are in the thick of a brand new series about how to improve your listening skills so you can understand native speakers and take part in conversations without stressing and worrying about not understanding, which is a horrible feeling when you're stuck there with these words just flying at you and not being able to make sense of them. In the first part of the series, we talked about the phenomenon of people talking too fast. And we looked at why, in fact, speed is not the problem when it comes to understanding what native speakers say. Today, we are in part two. And in part two, we're looking at the problem of not being able to tell words apart. You know, sometimes you're listening and one word, or you've got like five words that just sound like one because they're all strung together. Well, we're going to be looking at what exactly is going on, why you just hear this jumble of words and you can't recognize words that you know when you hear them in speech. We're going to be looking at the one study technique which immediately helps you solve this. And we're going to be looking at the different parts of what is called connected speech, which is a fancy way of saying the way that words and sounds transform when they are spoken. All right. Very exciting uh, part two for you today. Before we get into that, I'd like to thank the sponsors of the show, the wonderful italki. In italki, you can find native speaker teachers, both professional and informal. So whatever your budget, whatever your wishes and desires for a teacher, whatever you want to learn, whatever you want to practice, you can find someone on italki that can help you start speaking your target language more frequently. To get a free lesson, you can go to iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash free lesson. Now, before we get into part two of this series, remember the video is available on the in the show notes and you will enjoy the video probably more than the podcast. So if you would like to listen to this lesson in video format so you can see the graphics on screen as well, then please go to iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash episode 224. Hello and welcome back. This is part two of this special series, Three Steps to Better Listening Skills. So this whole series, just to remind you, the point of this is to help you have better experiences listening in the language that you're learning, whether that's in a conversation with another person, whether that is listening to the radio, watching TV, whatever it is. We're looking to give you ideas here that help you directly influence your listening skills. Okay, Practical things you can do to help you improve your listening so that you can reduce this, this stress and the frustration that can often be associated with not understanding in the language that you're learning and to help you energize you're learning and enjoy your conversations and your whole experience learning the language much more. Okay, so let's quickly recap part one. We talked about the problem of people talking too fast. Now, this is how we often express the problem. But in reality, there are many factors that go into being able to simply understand. The fact that there are so many different things that make it difficult is why we actually struggle to, to understand everything at speed. Often when we slow things down, we can understand, but it's the speed that is the way we perceive the problem. So in reality, what the reason that this happens is that you're being shielded from real language. When you use beginner's textbooks and beginner's resources, you are not being given 
material that is the way that the language is used out in the real world. Okay, now there's a reason for this. It helps you learn, helps you study bit by bit, but it does result in frustration whenever you actually hear the real thing. And the solution for this is to allow yourself to learn real language and not limit yourself to the basic textbooks. Okay, so that's what we covered in the last video. But of course, what happens is that as soon as you go out there and you start to listen to real language, what happens is that you have this problem, which is I can't tell words apart in fast speech. Two or three words might appear as one. All words seem to be linked together and mumbled, not like in my textbook. Some sounds are difficult to hear clearly or hidden by the speed. I can't recognize words I know when I hear them. I can only separate the words when I ask someone to speak more slowly for me. Does that sound at all familiar? It should do. That's exactly what normally happens when you make that progression from listening to basic beginner materials to listening to real language. And of course, the result of this is this. If I miss a few words, I panic and the whole conversation becomes a nightmare. I can't wait to get away. Okay, so let's have a quick reality check then and talk about why this is happening. So the first obvious point to make is that your textbook, the thing that you've been studying with since you began or the classes that you've been attending, the language that you've come across in these resources are nothing like real life. It's nothing like the language that exists in the living, in the real world out there. You are protected from all kinds of things that make it difficult to learn as a beginner. Now, what happens in reality with these textbooks is that you have teachers or authors, whoever they may be, and what they do is they, they sit down and they think, okay, well, I'm going to write a textbook for beginners, so um, here are all the different things I think beginners should learn, and then that results in your textbook. Okay, It's important this because it's, it's important to understand what it is that you're studying when you sit down with your book. It has been artificially created as a beginner's program. Certain words and phrases and grammar have been selected to be digestible for beginners. Now, this is a very different way of studying than, for example, taking as your starting point real conversation, the things that people are actually saying out in the real world in the language, and then reading word for word what has actually been said. Can you see how this is a very different resource from your textbook where everything has been artificially created? where someone decides what they think would be useful for you. What you've got right here is the actual real language that's simply been written down word for word. And this is what you have to start doing in order to begin to tell words apart in fast speech. Now, let's examine why this is different. We've got something called connected speech. Now, this is a fancy term. It's a linguistic term. What it means is this is describing what happens to words in sentences when they're spoken at a natural speed. Okay, so connected speech describes what happens to words, the way that words are pronounced differently when you speak them in at a normal speed. Have a look at this sentence right here. Um, now, you can imagine this is part of a long speech maybe, and at the end, the person says, despite the fact that he arrived sooner. Despite the fact that he arrived sooner. Now, 
Um, it doesn't matter about the context because what I'm going to do here is show you how this particular sentence might be difficult for a learner of English. As you speak English, you'll be able to appreciate the difficulties once once they're pointed out. Okay, so there's a number of things that happen in this sentence when it's spoken quickly. Okay, so let's begin with the how it, how it might be pronounced in the textbook. It might be something like, despite the fact that he arrived sooner. Now, as you listen to that, you can tell that it sounds very unnatural, right? Despite the fact that he arrived sooner. It's so articulated that it's completely unnatural. No one would talk like that. A natural way of saying it is, despite the fact that he arrived sooner. Now, let's look at all the different things that are happening in this sentence. First of all, we've got something called elision. And elision is when sounds are removed, when they're not pronounced. Now, here, this takes the form of what's, what's called a glottal stop which is, again, is a fancy way of saying that we're just dropping our T's. So in instead of saying, despite the fact that, we say, despite the fact that, despite the fact that. Okay, all of our T's are being elided, they're being taken away, and this is called a glottal stop. Now, if you are, for example, an Italian person who pronounces all the syllables at the end of your words, despite, uh, like that, then this is a big problem to hear because you don't know what that sound is. Okay, so first of all, we've got elision. This is words that are not pronounced or that are shortened. Now next, have a look at these two words here that contain the blue letters. He arrived. Now that might seem pretty straightforward, but of course, when we speak quickly, listen to what happens in between these two letters. He arrived. He arrived. He arrived. He arrived. He arrived. We've got what's called catenation, which is like a fancy word, meaning that the words are joined together. And in this case, we're adding a little y sound that, uh, that goes in between. He arrived. He arrived. Now, if you were um, listening to this as a learner of English, you would hear that y sound. And you think to yourself, well, what kind of word has a y in the middle of it, in the spelling? In fact, it's not. It's just a little pronunciation quirk. Okay. Now, lastly, have a look at these two letters here. Arrived sooner. The d and the s sound. Arrived sooner. Now, when we speak, when we, when we speak quickly, this changes. Listen to what happens to the d here. We say, arrived sooner. Arrived sooner. Despite the fact that he arrived sooner. What happens is that that d actually turns into an s. We say it like this. Arrived sooner. Despite the fact that he arrived sooner. Okay, so the D, because it's awkward to pronounce that D just before the S, it kind of changes and it morphs into an S. And this is what's technically known as assimilation. Okay, and again, as a, as a learner, you're listening to that and you're thinking, well, that word ends in an S, but what's he talking about? Because it should end in, you know, very difficult to know what happened, unless, of course, you are used to the way that these sounds change. All right, so I'm going to read it one more time textbook style and one more time at a normal speed and just listen to the difference. Despite the fact that he arrived sooner. Despite the fact that he arrived sooner. And if you like, you can you can pause the video right now and have a quick go at this yourself just to feel the difference. Now, these are all quite simple words, actually. But if you can't identify them when you're listening, well, they're no use at all. And this happens in all languages. So whether you're learning French, Spanish, Italian, German, Japanese, Chinese, this happens in your language.
And this is why when you're listening to people speak, you have this feeling of not being able to recognize words that you know. When you speak at natural speed, the pronunciation of words changes a lot. So how do we solve this? Well, this is in fact only a problem because as a beginner, you've been studying using your textbooks. That's why. That's why it's a problem. Because you've been studying using stuff that's been written for the classroom. It's simplified, it's sanitized, it's dumbed down to be teachable. And all the recordings are done in a very clear way with people speaking very clearly like this. Okay. Now, again, that's great for a beginner. But what happens when you're ready for real language? Well, it's just like the shift that we talked about in the first video, moving from the building blocks to a more realistic holistic experience of language. You start with the real thing and you work your way back from there. So the first thing to do is to not shield yourself from real language. Okay? This will probably mean drastically changing your study habits or at least your material. Okay, so you have to start by listening to real material here of real people talking so that you get the opportunity every day to listening to this thing that we've called connected speech. The way that the pronunciation of words changes in real life with no kind of filter. So no one's trying to make it easy for you. No one's trying to shield you from the reality. You spend your days listening to the real thing. But of course, this is very hard because the whole problem is <laughs> that you can't tell words apart, right? So when you listen, these words all kind of seem to jumble together and morph into each other. So you might ask what that. Lolly, what what good is it to do more of this hard stuff? Maybe you've already tried. You probably tried listening to the radio or podcasts or movies or TV, and you can't tell the words apart. So why do it? Well, there's one crucial difference here. You listen to real language spoken fast, and when you get stuck, so when you're not sure what's being said, when you can't tell whether it's one word or two words or three words. You look for help, and this means listening along and reading with the transcript at the same time. Now, by doing this, um, what this means is you are you have help, right? So when you have the transcript, here's the magic that happens. Now, do you remember our sentence in English from a few slides back? You know, if you were a learner, it might sound a bit like this, despite the fact that he arrives sooner. Despite the fact that he arrives, it might look like one very long word. It's a big jumble of words. This is what this sounds. This sentence sounds like to a learner of English. So you you're listening along. You get stuck, and you say help. So you turn to the transcript, and what you can do is you can find the line in the transcript that gives you the exact words that are said. All right. So you can see that when you've got a sound missing, like despite. You look down at the transcript and you see, okay, that's actually supposed to be a T there. Oh, I know that word. It was just pronounced in a strange way. And so now you start to get used to T's in English not being pronounced properly. When you hear the here and you think, well, what does here mean? Well, you look down and you see, well, it's actually he arrived. So you get used to these 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 Y sounds appearing all over the place to join together words and it becomes normal. Then here you see it arrives. What is that? He arrives. 
but it should be in the past tense. So you look down and you see, actually, it's he arrived, but the de is changing. Okay, so you get to see the difference between the spoken word and the text. And if you do this enough, then eventually you'll learn exactly what happens in fast spoken language, and you'll simply get used to it. You'll learn what sounds tend to disappear, change, or get added in speech. And every gap that you currently have, for every single reason that you currently struggle to tell words apart in fast speech, you simply get used to it because you've got the tools to do so. So that means that when you come to the real thing, when you're listening to real Japanese or French or Spanish or German, you're not taken by surprise anymore. The key study trick is to start with the listening. Okay, so when you sit down to study in the morning or whenever it is, you start with the listening so that you train your ear and you push your ear as much as you can. And then when you get stuck and you've listened lots of times and you, you can't squeeze any more information out of the transcript, out of the recording, then you add the transcript so that you can go through that process of looking at the words on the page and connecting them to the spoken words. And then if you do this enough, if you do this often enough, then here's what starts to happen. You can tell words apart that used to appear joined together. Words no longer seem mumbled. Sounds that aren't pronounced clearly don't confuse you. You recognize familiar words in speech when you hear them. And natural speed is, well, it's fine for you. It's all part of this general shift towards holistic learning. And this is the key to beginning to clearly hear all of the words and phrases that you already know in fast, natural, spoken, everyday language. So let's quickly recap what we've covered here then. The basic problem is this. I can't tell words apart in fast speech. It's too much going on. They all appear jumbled together. In reality, most learning materials shield you from real language. And then there's this thing called connected speech, which means that the pronunciation of words can change a lot when you're speaking quickly. But the only reason you struggle with this connected speech is because you're not used to it. And so the solution is to listen to natural language full of connected speech. And then when you get stuck, you use the transcript to identify and fill in the gaps in your knowledge. Okay, now that's all very well. But at this point, you say, okay, I, I'm really excited about this. I really want to start trying this. But Ollie, the problem is that natural language in books, movies, and on the internet is way too hard for me. There's too much difficult vocabulary. There's no transcript. I can't find the transcripts anywhere. And it's a huge leap up from my textbook. These are all great points and genuine problems. So how do we solve them? Well, join me back in video three of this series and I will show you exactly how to solve this problem so that you can get on with the business of actually improving your listening skills. So that's all coming up next. Right now, whilst you're waiting for the third video, what I'd like you to do is to comment below. I think you probably know deep down that you need to spend more time with real material. But what's the main reason you haven't done it? What's the main reason that you don't spend more time listening to real things? What is it exactly? What's been holding you back from spending more time listening to the language that you're learning? Leave a comment below and I'll see you back in the third video. 
Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. You know, one of the questions I get asked most often about language learning is how to improve your memory. Because things get so much easier when you learn new words and you don't forget them later in conversation when you really need them. So what I decided to do was to put together a a short email course. It's a three-part email course over three days that teaches you my favorite techniques for memorizing vocabulary and actually putting that vocabulary into your long-term memory. It's a short course, three days, it's completely free, and if you'd like to sign up for it, please go to IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash free memory course. 